0: Man, here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! It's the Lake Show Pod, your spot for everything Los Angeles Lakers. And yet the trail. LeBron trying to pull his way out with one hand. Caruso! Oh-ho! Games all the way in for the slam! Here comes LBJ! Oh! With your hosts, Nick Zelaya and Cameron Izair. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: And it all starts right now. Welcome back to the Lake Show pod episode. What is this? I lost track already. What is this? Episode episode 12. 12? Let's go with 12. We're on episode 12. Episode 12 in the final episode of the year 2020. It's New Year's Eve as we Happy are recording. New Year, Happy New Year. Cam, real quick, what are you what are the plans for tonight? Yes. Obviously, we need to be COVID, COVID safe, COVID friendly. Um of yes. course though, once the clock hits 12 Eastern time, there's no more COVID because it's 2021. So what are your plans?
0: Yeah. <laughs> i'm just hanging out with with family here and um uh going over to a family friend's house. They're they're hosting, but yeah, just kind of chilling inside you can't really do much seeing friends is obviously hard because every single person has a different agenda when it comes to covid so you don't want to you know infringe on that so just just kind of doing my thing with my family and yeah chilling waiting for that waiting for 2020 to be over and <laughs> yeah, no, nothing point. better than you? that what about you what about you, know you? What? What we do you might got?
1: We might hang out with the family for a little bit, um, go see the girlfriends, go see some other friends. Um, Maybe not the most safest thing, but we will, we will, there is a restriction to the amount of people that need to be in the household. We'll make sure to be under that restriction, which is most important. So I don't have the governor and the cops at my house tomorrow because that would be a splendid Uh, part of my new year. Nick, you know what? There,
0: there is, there's one thing that there are no restrictions on though. What is that? You know, you know what that is that's the Lakers ceiling. If we're going to get oh, into Lakers basketball, absolutely. If we're going to get into Lakers basketball, then that's one thing that I would say there's zero restrictions on because what we've seen through these first five games, the Lakers three and two. I mean, I, I you can comment on this. I still don't think we've seen the best of Lakers basketball.
1: Oh no, not not anywhere close. I think they have a lot to improve on. Consistency is going to be one of the major pieces for this for the season this year for this team. Um, yeah, we saw when they're at their full potential, they can beat teams by thirty plus points like they did against the Timberwolves the other night. obviously it's the timberwolves they were missing Carlin anthony talents, but the Lakers were missing Anthony Davis at the same time. so that, yeah. that kind of cancels out there, but this team has a lot of potential. They are deep we've talked about it numerous times. The first thing I want – I thought about a couple questions I want to ask you, Cam, for today. The first one is, who has been to you the most impressive player on this team in one of the new additions, one of the new added players that the Lakers grabbed over the offseason? Who has been the most impressive to you so far?
0: Well, it it has to be between two names because the expectation going into the season was, you know, how – does this Lakers team get better after winning a championship? And they did by adding you know, two of the top six men of the year from a season ago. And then a guy like Marc Gasol, this team got better. And the expectation was how are Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder going to be fit into this system? Well, Dennis Schroeder is the name I'm going to point out because he scored in double figures in all five games they've played, he's had above 20 in the last two games, had 24 in that Trailblazers game, which I think was a product of Anthony Davis almost taking a back seat after coming out back after his uh, his absence against the Timberwolves. But Dennis Schroeder has not only proved that he should be the starting point guard on this team, but he has proved to be the third weapon on this team. Everyone thought, where's Kyle Kuzma's season to go? He should be the third weapon on that Lakers 2020 team or the, the 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 team in the bubble and the team before the bubble. And he wasn't, but Dennis Schroeder is proving to be that guy. And he's efficient. He's shooting over, over 50% uh, from the field. He's shooting 39% from three, which you're not expecting from a guy that doesn't take a lot of threes. He was three for five against the, uh, against the Spurs from, from downtown last night. Um, I mean, for a guy that's that's playing sub thirty minutes and scoring in double figures every game, alongside two of the top five players in the NBA, Dennis Schroeder, I don't to me it's not a surprise, but he has definitely been the most impressive new addition to this Lakers team.
1: Absolutely. Um all of last season it seemed like the Lakers were trying to find that third option, that third weapon that they could have in this rotation. And it was constantly back and forth. Is it Danny Green? Is it Kyle Kuzma? Is it Contavious Caldwell-Pope? I think this year, Dennis Schroeder has really solidified himself as that guy. And if he keeps playing this way, he is absolutely going to be that guy going forward. They're going to look for Dennis Schroeder when LeBron needs to take a day off or Anthony Davis. Dennis Schroeder, he needs to put up 15, 20 points, be efficient from the field. He needs to be that playmaker on the court, especially when you're not having LeBron on the court. So he can shoot. Defense, he's a smaller guy. He needs to make up for that on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, he has that help behind him. But he is an absolute great option. And the Lakers are talking about extending him. I think that would be a smart decision. He obviously declined that two-year extension that they offered him about a week ago, I believe. That's so that in February or later in the season, he can get that four-year bigger contract and really be along with Anthony Davis – for the rest of his four-year tenure with the Lakers, even if that's a little longer, I would not complain about that at all. But talking about you mentioned that Trailblazers game. The biggest thing for me that game was Anthony Davis' his slow start. He had two points in the first half alone, and when you're being talked about as a potential MVP of the NBA, you can't be scoring two points in a first half. That's that's unbearable, and you you it was an maybe it was the calf maybe it wasn't maybe it was just an off night for him but we saw him get back to his self last night against san antonio i think he had 24 points it was he had two blocks he hadn't had a block the entire season before last night he was much stronger in that game against the spurs so obviously there's gonna be nights where anthony davis lebron james are not at their best and you need a guy like Dennis Schroeder to step up. And when Schroeder can't step up, that's when you need someone like Montrez Harrell, who had a bad night last night. He's got to be in there. We've seen him the other night. He put up 18 points. He's put up 22. He is also another, he can be another third type of guy into that rotation. So that's what makes this Lakers team so dangerous. Just They have so many different guys that can possibly step up. K- Kuzma. When he started the other night, he put up, what, 24 points? He didn't miss in the first quarter. He was just jacking up stuff, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It's going in. Okay. Keep keep shooting. Keep doing that. Um, Pope, he's obviously not putting the type of stats up and numbers up that you'd want out of a third star, but. He's efficient and he kind of spreads the floor a little bit because defenders need to be close to Pope in order, because if he gets the ball, he's shooting and he can make it. He's a strong three point shooter. THT. We obviously haven't seen him as much as we might've hoped, but he has shown potential as well. But Dennis Schroeder, I'm, I'm really happy with him. I'm glad he is the point guard or shooting guard. Sorry, LeBron for this team going forward. And what what else have you seen from this team so far this season? We're 5 games in, they're 3 and 2. They've been inconsistent at times. What what are some of your takeaways from the season so far?
0: Yes, so inconsistency I'm not as alarmed with only because the NBA right now every team is so mediocre. I mean, the Bucks lost to the Knicks by 20. The 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 Bucks made what was it 98 threes against the Heat and blew them out by 50. I mean, Right now, everyone's trying to find their bearings. The only undefeated team in the league is the Magic. So everyone has to realize that – yeah. Everyone has to realize at the beginning of every season, it takes a while to get acclimated, not just with your new teammates, but of course the new surroundings and everything happening this season. Now, we mentioned Dennis Schroeder. One thing I want to touch on, Anthony Davis has 33 points in the last two games. I think a lot of people expected him to have that almost every night and you could say and blame it on the, uh, the that minor calf injury, it's unacceptable for Anthony Davis not to touch the ball on back-to-back possessions. If he's in the game, I don't care how uh, how great of a shot you can get. If he doesn't touch the ball on two straight possessions when you slow it down in the front court and or even in the half-court set, that The only reason that scares me is when Dennis Schroeder had 24, the reason that the Lakers gave up a lead and then the Blazers kind of blew it open is because uh, the confidence of Anthony Davis wavered because he only had 13. It's fine for Dennis Schroeder to score more than Anthony Davis. It's not fine for Dennis Schroeder to possess the ball for longer than Anthony Davis mm-hmm. Because when Anthony Davis has the ball, you saw it in the game uh, against the Spurs if you were watching that one, they would give him the ball in the low post and it was a wrap. Take two, it was the same move every single time. Two dribbles, step back. The last three games, Anthony Davis hasn't made a three. I mean, uh, of course, he, he didn't play in that Timberwolves game, but he's 0-2 for 2 in the last two games uh, against the Spurs and the Trailblazers. That needs to change. Get him the ball more. I mean, LeBron's LeBron. He, he's going he's gonna to facilitate. He's going to score. He's gonna put up his his uh, twenty six eight and six every single night. But from Anthony Davis, you need one thing, and that's to use his star power. As much as it's great that Dennis Schroder's introducing himself to this team, getting twenty four, there's a reason that the Lakers brought in Montrezl Harrell. There's a reason they brought in Marcus Cole. They can be the those the the fiends down low. They can you know muscle up all the rebounds. Uh, Anthony Davis, keep doing that. Keep being aggressive. Uh, aggressive on the defensive side. Get your blocks. Fight for that defensive player of the year that you probably should have won a year ago. But you need to score the ball more. You're Anthony Davis, a guy that's being considered as not just a top five player, maybe a top three player, and a guy that everyone thinks is going to win the MVP. Well, in this day and age in the NBA, you need to score to win the MVP because James Harden doesn't want to play on the Rockets, and he's going to average 52. You need to score... And that's how you have confidence on the defensive end. When Anthony Davis, you saw it in a preseason game, he went, what, six for seven from three? Frank Vogel wants him to take five to seven threes a game, which is up from his total from a year ago. Anthony Davis needs to be a bigger part of this team. I don't care if they beat the Spurs by 14. I would rather them beat the Spurs by three and Anthony Davis have 35 because it shows that Anthony Davis is getting into an early groove. LeBron's LeBron. He's been incredible. He, I, it, he just turned 36, and, and I know in NBA years, it almost seems like that's aging. But it seems like he can play into his late 40s at this point. He looks like a 25-year-old. Anthony Davis needs to be a bigger part of this team. Uh, he had a good game against the Spurs, 20 points, but he needs to have closer to 27 to 30 a night because they're, they're I know the broadcasters in the game pretty much said – uh, to or told everyone, Anthony Davis in that 13-point effort against the Trailblazers in a loss almost took a back seat was trying to fit in with this team. Anthony Davis, you're the face of this franchise or one of the faces of this franchise for the next four years. You're a top-five player in your prime. LeBron's LeBron. He's going to be the best player in the world for the next three years. But you can be a face of a franchise, and, and Davis needs to be better because – as much as these additional pieces are playing so well, if Anthony Davis continues to struggle and only take, what, 14, 15 shots a game? Davis, shoot 20 shots a game. This is your team. LeBron, LeBron, this is, the NBA is LeBron's. The Lakers is Anthony Davis' team at this point. So, you know, don't try to fit in. That's not your role. Your role is not to fit in. Dennis Schroeder can fit in. Montrezl Harrell can fit in. I don't know how you feel about the whole Anthony Davis situation, but the more I watch him play, the more I just want him to get the ball. I understand this team has so many weapons, but it doesn't mean you take the ball away from Giannis when you add Drew Holiday. You know what I mean? So I don't. You can you can touch on that. I don't know how you feel about the whole Anthony Davis thing, but that's the longest winded answer I will ever give on a single situation or a single question
1: you get. No, I mean, I, I can't disagree with anything you just said. Um, he's, he's got to shoot the ball more. It seems like he's trying to be more efficient than just getting the ball in the, in the basket. Like, he's, he's taken 15 shots a game and shooting 55% from the field. But then three-point-wise, Vogel wanted to shoot six to seven three-pointers a game. He shot five against Dallas and then those other games either two or zero. He, he's not spreading the floor the way that he was in the bubble last season. Real quick, before I get back to Anthony Davis, you mentioned LeBron. Happy belated birthday to LeBron James. Not sure if you're listening to the yep. podcast or not. I'm um, interested to know kind of wine you were drinking. You, uh, you're aging like wine as well, LeBron. <laughs> uh, I, I heard he, uh, Anthony Davis didn't get LeBron a birthday present. So hopefully that doesn't Ooh. affect any of the chemistry at all. It's
0: coming in the mail. Coming in the mail, maybe. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I that wine that that he's getting Lebron's probably worth more than everything my life savings at this point. (laughs) I don't don't even want to look at that wine. I'm not old enough to taste the wine. Obviously, next next Christmas and New Year's, I can celebrate the uh, holidays in the right spirit with as I turn 21 next year. Um, So maybe maybe Anthony Davis can send some wine my way. I, I don't know. I mean. Not, let's talk some basketball now. Anthony Davis, yes, he needs to shoot the ball more. It seems like when they built this team, they need they built it around Anthony Davis. I don't think that's in his head right now. That's not his mindset. His mindset is, okay, Dennis Schroeder, he's he's feeling himself from deep. He's feeling himself driving to the lane. Let's get him the ball. Oh, LeBron James. you Be LeBron James. Anthony Davis needs to realize that the ball, 80% of the of their offensive possessions, it needs to touch his hand. Like, unless he's being double teamed or something or some guy is, like, for example, Wesley Matthews shooting six for six from the three-point line, obviously get Matthews the ball if that's the case. But Anthony Davis, if it's a close game like this, the Lakers were never really able to pull away from San Antonio last night. Give AD the ball. Other than Yaka Potal, they didn't have LaMarcus Aldridge last night. That should be a game where Anthony Davis is putting up 30, 35, maybe even 40 points. He should be dominating in the paint. And I don't know if Marcus Saul's causing clogging in the paint or what the deal is. Then extend the floor. You're great at mid rangers. You can do those turnaround, fade away shots. He needs to shoot a lot more, and he'll see the buckets start to fall. And hopefully, that'll build some confidence in himself because he's re- he's not even averaging 20 points. He's at 19 points a game this season it's not the same Anthony Davis we saw last year. And maybe maybe it is the calf. Who knows? Maybe it's more serious of an injury, which he's been known to be injury prone. So who knows what the situation with him is. But yeah, I agree with everything you said, Cam. He, he's, got, he's got to step it up. That's, that's all I got to say to that. You, 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 you said a lot. You gave a lot of fantastic information. I was sitting here enjoying this. It was like Beethoven to my ears. Hearing you flabber <laughs> this beautiful poetry about Anthony Davis needing to actually play like an MVP style player.
0: Yeah. Well, well, now that my, my Shakespeare rant is done, I want to give you an opportunity to, to do the same. Oh, I appreciate it. I that. wanted to I ask you that. a question. I, I want to because we've, we've talked a lot about Dennis Schroeder. We're impressed. Um, we we obviously want Schroeder to continue this production, and I think that why and Anthony Davis is is not shooting as much because him and Schroeder are shooting the same amount of the same amount of shots a game, which really shouldn't be happening. I think I think a big reason why you know obviously the, the entire team is so talented and there are so many weapons on this team, uh, but I I think and I just want you to touch on this. I think that the biggest reason why there's a few guys that are taking back seats to someone like a Dennis Schroeder is how different this Lakers team was constructed from now to a year ago. Avery Bradley was the starting point guard. He's a defense first pass first point guard. Dennis Schroeder, we've already seen he, he averaged what 18, 20, 16, 19, and now 18 a game in his past five years. He's a score first point guard. Do you think, that Dennis Schroeder being a scoring first point guard will hurt the Lakers in the wrong in the long run and almost, you know, force other guys to try to fit in or take a back seat or give Dennis Schroeder too much of an advanced role? Or do you think that by bringing Dennis Schroeder into the system, from what you've seen already uh, with how he's playing with the Lakers, do you think that this brings the Lakers to a level of once they get acclimated to each other, there's not one team in the NBA that can stop them.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think this affects them in a negative way. I think – I mean, you're looking at it from a couple nights ago. Um, Anthony Davis has an off night, so it's not solely on LeBron's shoulders he has to put a 30, 15, and 10 for them to win. No, there's a third guy that can legitimately step up and put up solid numbers and help them to a win. So I – Obviously it's going to take a toll on the star player stats because they want to get these other guys involved. And maybe even Anthony Davis wants to get some confidence and build some chemistry with Dennis Schroeder. If that means him taking a little step back, obviously that's not what a lot of Lakers fans would want out of Anthony Davis. They want him putting MVP type numbers, but chemistry wise. And as a leader, I think Anthony Davis wants to see his other teammates succeed when they're on the court, which is why he's letting Dennis Schroeder, take take a lot of these shots because he has that confidence in him shorter's a good scorer, and if Anthony Davis I think it's only been five games we shouldn't be overreacting too much about his play obviously mid-January comes start of February and Davis is still only averaging 19 points a game then it becomes more of a serious matter that okay you need to give the ball to the unibrow for crying out loud stop giving it to the kid with the blonde stripe on his head Give the ball to Anthony Davis and let him score some buckets, but I think right now Anthony Davis he needs to just get more, he doesn't look that comfortable he doesn't look like he has much energy on the court once he starts picking it up, putting up twenty to twenty five consistently becoming stronger on the defensive side of the ball because he really he really isn't showing too much he is he is a defensive player of the year candidate every single season really haven't seen that this year, but once he starts once he starts get going, I think things will start. They'll be more smooth on the court. They'll be flowing easy, easily, and it's only a matter of time. I, I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all that Dennis Schroeder is playing the way he is, and I don't think it'll affect them in any sort of way.
0: I agree. Uh, I just when I look at Anthony Davis's numbers over his career, the fact that in New Orleans he was almost expected to average in the, the 20 plus point range and the 10 plus rebound range well, well, with the well, Lakers. Well, well, lot,
1: also with New, sorry to cut you up, but also with New Orleans, he didn't have a LeBron James on his side.
0: <laughs> you no, know, of course, of course. You no, know, what I'm saying is the role is different for Anthony Davis. the The fact that he doesn't need to average 28 and 11 every season. Last season, he averaged 26 and under 10 rebounds for the first time since his rookie season back in uh, back in 2012. I'm not saying that Anthony Davis should revert back to this 28 and 10 self. You can't. When you have Mark Gasol, a former defensive player of the year, and Montrez Harrell, a sixth man of the year, who is known for working in the paint, isn't known for branching out to the three-point line. What I'm saying is if his rebounding numbers keep going down and he's been efficient his entire career, his shot numbers need to go up. That's all I'm saying. That This team is more talented from a year ago. All I'm saying is I'm not criticizing Anthony Davis. This team's 3-2. and two. In the two games they've lost – it was a Portland game that they probably should have won An opening night where it almost seems like every team that win wins a ring doesn't play well on opening night or has that hangover. And the Clippers played a really, really good game. The Lakers also played an okay game, but, you know, it just wasn't enough. And I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, the Lakers should have won that game. They shouldn't have. The Clippers played a better game, and they deserved it, and the Clippers are a good team because of that. What I'm saying is if Anthony Davis, if his rebounding numbers go down, if he chooses to be more of a, a force on the defensive side, let's say his block numbers go up. Let's say he gets more acclimated into the system with newer guys on the team. He needs to shoot the ball more. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't criticize Anthony Davis. He can, if he wants to shoot the ball ten times a game and grab 20 rebounds a game and this Lakers team wins a championship, no one's complaining. All I'm saying is I'm looking forward to seeing how this team meshes together. Because it almost seems like Dennis Schroeder is taking a bigger role than any of us expected. And same with the Montrezl Harrell. I think that Montrezl Harrell is in the role that we kind of expected. But I don't think any of us expected Dennis Schroeder to be playing. We expected maybe 30, 35 minutes a game from him. Maybe going into that 40 range later down in the, in the season. But I don't think we expected Dennis Schroeder to score 20 points a game I don't, or 25 points a game. And I don't think he will consistently, but I'm interested to see how this team meshes together. Because you mentioned Wesley Matthews, he was a no-show. He was what was it, zero for eight or nine from three before that 8, first game yeah, after in we the won first six percent. Kyle Kuzma was zero for seventeen from three before he went on that twenty-point rampage in the first half against the uh, uh, against the Timberwolves. I'm not criticizing Anthony Davis. This team is three and two. They have a winning record going into the new year. There's nothing to complain about. I'm just trying to push across some narratives. Like, I'm looking at this team, and they're so good everywhere. I mean, we haven't even talked about Contavious Caldwell Pope. He's not even having a good season. He doesn't need to have a good season. What they bring in, they bring in Wesley Matthews and Kyle Kuzma are two, you know, just as good shooters as KCP is. You know what I mean? Last year it was like Danny Green has a bad game. Shoot. Who else is on the team? Yeah. What other shooters do they have? So I'm just trying to push across some narratives, but this team looks, looks very good. I know they're only three and two, but the record, you can, records in the regular season don't matter. The Bucks have won 60 games for the past three seasons. So I wanted to ask you one more thing, um, and then I, I know you might have a few more, few more things to, to ask as well. But I wanted to talk about, uh, about LeBron James and watching him play. I've watched LeBron James play for a very long time. I watched him play with, obviously, the Heat, the Cavs, um, and the Lakers. Didn't really remember his first stint with the Cavs. I'm watching LeBron James right now. It doesn't even look like he's trying, and he is <laughs> playing ridiculous basketball. Now, what you saw from LeBron last year and what you've seen right now he just signed an extension, and this might be a question that we can ask in a couple of years, but I'd love to ask it now. Does LeBron look anywhere close – I know he just turned 36 – to finishing a basketball career? Because it looks like he's just getting started.
1: No, it doesn't. Um, looking at LeBron, I think we are going to see – this low energy type LeBron for most of the season I think he's going to preserve himself throughout the regular season so that in the playoffs he can really turn it up to that next level looking at last night's game Nick
0: Nick Nick Nick, I would love to preserve myself averaging 24 7 and 7 no I know yeah (laughs) I, I was I was
1: just about to mention last night he put up 26 points eight assists five rebounds in 35 minutes and that's an that's an average LeBron game, That's not even, which is scary to say. That's an average LeBron game. And he, he kind of he's, – he's chilling out there in the first three quarters, and if he needs them to win in the fourth quarter, he'll do that. But if not, he's, he's going to sit down. If it's a blowout by the end of the third quarter, he's going to sit out. He's, he's just kind of – I think he's trying to extend his career as long as possible. He's not trying to, okay – I'm going to go 100% this season, and then I need to retire after this year because I'm, I'm too tired. I don't want to play anymore. He is trying to elongate this career of his for who knows how long. If Bronny's in the league by then and he's trying to play with Bronny, that, I, th- I think that's his number one goal right now. He's obviously never said anything like that, but I think the number one goal for LeBron right now is to be able to play with his son. And whether it's with the Lakers or not, he – he is – it's It's. – I'm going to speak – I have no words. He's the
0: best player in the world. He's, yes. He, you cannot argue that. I, I would love anyone to try to introduce an argument that he's not the best player in it the world. It is clear that he is he, not, he's
1: not playing 100% on the court. And it's not because he's injured or anything. He is fully healthy. He's just – he doesn't need to. He has all this talent around him that can really pick up the slack, or when he needs to pick up the slack himself, he will go out there and ball out, do anything the team needs for them to get a victory. It's
0: it's insane to watch. I mean, 11 for 23 a night ago against the Trailblazers in a loss against the Trailblazers. Shot over 50%, or three for seven from three. I mean, the way that he... He mixes up his game. He is so unpredictable. The only the only predictable part of his game, he's going to score above twenty five. He's he's going to he's going to lead this Lakers team to uh, at least not a close game, but at least at least twenty five points in his book, and at least you know eight rebounds and and six assists. It's ridiculous. I just we've been talking about all these other players and how we're impressed, but. You don't even have to say you're impressed with LeBron because every time I watch him on the floor, my mouth drops to the floor. I, I don't even – it's hard to comprehend what I'm seeing when I'm seeing LeBron out on the floor.
1: I agree. Um,
0: Do you uh, – is there, is there any any other yeah, yeah. thing that you're thinking of covering? A couple Let's quick hear.
1: things. Um, before you ask me a question about LeBron, I, I wanted to mention – when we were talking about the topic of Anthony Davis kind of taking that backseat, it's, it's difficult to compare this year's team to last year's team. When you looked at last year, you look at the statistics for the players. You had Anthony Davis leading the team in scoring, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma down here at 11 points, nobody else. Everyone else single digits. Mm-hmm. This season, it's much more balanced. You've got five guys scoring in double digits – Kentavious Caldwell Pope is right in the end. He's nine point eight points per game. I'm rounding that up. I'm, I'm not a math guru, but I'm rounding. I know you're supposed to round that up to ten. It's the five. When it's a .5 and up, you round that up to the next yeah. number. So it's it's ten <laughs> points for me. This is a much bal- It's a different team, but a much more balanced team. I think you're going to see these guys' numbers dip a little bit. They're not going to have their career highs for the entire season. I think it's going to be a much more balanced team. And does it hurt the Lakers? No, it does not. Obviously, I think things could change if guys get hurt or people get cold, they get in some slumps. You might see LeBron James or Anthony Davis, their numbers obviously go up because they'll need to step in for those positions. But I think the Lakers having a balanced team like this does not hurt them whatsoever in the long run. And if you want to add anything quick to that, you, you can feel free.
0: I agree. Going into the season, I said this team would be more balanced, and that would that would help the Lakers only because LeBron is getting close to what we think could be the end of his career. Anthony Davis is just entering his prime, which is crazy to think about. Balance can never hurt a team, especially going into the playoffs. So I think in the regular season, this team is still trying to you know find their bearings. I and mean, that's why a team like the Cavs and and the teams like the Cavs and the Magic were you know were undefeated. Were the only two undefeated teams at one point. Same with the Hawks. These are teams that have added a lot of pieces, are younger teams, and they're out there and running. Once these superstars kind of fit into their places, find their grooves, these teams are going to be fine. The Lakers being one of them. Balance can never hurt a team, especially when you go into a postseason. And I love how Frank Vogel's playing all these guys. The fact that I'm I'm seeing THT, of course, Alex Crusoe, he's going it's something, you know, he's held out right now because of COVID protocols. There's not not a lot more on that. But you're seeing more than eight or nine guys on the floor uh, each and every night. And that's a really good thing going into a postseason, especially in a season where unpredictability is the top of the line. It's not even how well are these guys playing. It's will we even have a season? Or will these players even get to play? We saw that with the Rockets. They didn't have, what, three of their top players. Mm -hmm. So this is really good for the Lakers. I love balance, and, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I can't hurt them, but I'm interested to see how it develops over time.
1: For sure. And one more topic I want to bring up just before we end this episode. We've been talking a lot about the offensive side of the ball. Let's talk about some defense. Last night I was watching this Lakers-Spurs game, and guys like DeJounte Murray and DeMar DeRozan got to the basket really easily. You put last year's team in this place – You've got Dwight protecting the rim. You have Javale McGee, obviously Anthony Davis. Now you've got Marcus Saul who's a little bit slow on the defensive side. Harold, who is a good five inches short, five inches shorter than Dwight and Javale. You have Anthony Davis there, but he's playing the four. Do you think? Are you missing Dwight and Javale on the defensive side of the ball right now? Obviously Marcus Saul is an excellent passer. I mean, I don't know how he threads the needle through some of those passes he gets those one it's unbelievable how marcus saw his vision on the court for a big man like him but when harold has these off nights do you miss guys like JaVale and dwight to protect the rim those seven foot long lengthy guys who can easily just block guys like Dejounte murray and jamar derozan I do,
0: but I'm not going to put a lot of emphasis on the defensive side. I think the issue with the Lakers is you saw in that Trailblazers game, they were up 20-7. to seven. In that Spurs game, they were up by 18, and they, they, only, they ended up winning by 14, but it got cut down to single-figure, di- uh, uh, single, single digits. The, the issue with this team is they're very offensive-based right now. You can see that the emphasis is more on the offensive side. They've brought in more 3-and-D guys, the defense being mainly on the perimeter. Demarcus so Marcus is not going to give you the production he did eight years ago in the paint. And Montrez Harrell is more—he's more of an of an offensive uh, uh, offensive center or power forward per se um, for this team. Uh, I, I think Anthony Davis is going to get better on the defensive side. He needs to be that defensive weapon and that defensive firepower because before it was Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee that would start the game. Um, so. I'm going. I'm nervous for this defense down low, but I'm just going to say one thing, and that's if you're a Laker fan, don't worry about the defense. Worry about the offense sustaining big leads, because that is an issue that we saw last season. But the defense really, you know, hunkered down and and held teams uh, below that 100 mark, and really gave the offense a leg up. Now that the defense is Um, a bit hindered I would say if this offense gets a lead pray that they keep it because these teams yeah that's all I'm going to say I I think that yes the defense is going to take a hit and it's already taken a hit but this this offense needs to keep leads because they're that prolific that's what I
1: I okay so you're so you're kind of on the side of you're relying more on the offense to just yes. pick up the load and for this team to score a lot and win putting up 120, 130 on certain nights.
0: I think that their motto, the Lakers' motto, is the NBA has become a perimeter-based league. We don't have to worry as much as about, about points in the paint. Um, but, yes, the Spurs scored a lot in the paint without LaMarcus Aldridge. So worry about points in the paint on the defensive side. But when this team goes – if this team goes up by 17 and their defense is what loses it for them, don't just blame the defense. Blame the offense for not keeping it up. So that, that's all I have to say Looking,
1: on looking at so – so far this season, the Lakers are fourth in scoring at 120.4 points per game. Uh, last year they finished 11th, an improvement of seven points. But they have the highest point differential this season. So I think – Adding on to what you're saying, they're they're going to score the ball and they're going to try to put up one fifteen, one twenty, 120, one twenty five consistently every night, and that's how they are going to win ball games. All right, we've talked a lot, Cam. You wrap this thing up. You always you you're the yeah. concluder. We are we are we won't see each other till next year. Ha 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 ha. Um, finish finish this thing up.
0: It's been, yeah, it's been an interesting twenty twenty. Uh, a, a big positive is that the NBA. Uh, we, we've we've had two seasons within 2020, which is really weird to think about, but the Lakers are three and two. They look great. They look like a balanced attack and you get more Lakers basketball on new year's day. So how can you complain of the Lakers take on the Spurs um, a day after we're filming this on new year's Eve? I want to wish everyone that's listening a happy new year. Um, and You know, let's hope that 2021 presents better circumstances than 2020 does. And we'll see if the Lakers can can repeat in the year 2021. And if we can even get to an NBA finals, uh, that's the first hope. But uh, the Lakers 2020 champions, that's a very high point of this year. And uh, we'll see if they can they can go back. They've already gotten off to a great start even though the record is only three and two. So for Nick Zalaya, I'm Cameron Ezer. We'll see you in the new year for episode number 13. This has been episode 12. We'll see you in a few and plus a year, you could say.